This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. Time. The silent herald of life and death, success or failure. The unseen force that measures man's destiny, reaching its most fateful moment as it slowly strikes the eleventh hour. On the whim of a serving wench. More wine, girl, more wine. The tavern's regulars come first, sir, not drunken strangers with amorous hands. Insulted by get by a slip of Another a... word. Just one will cost you your life, sir. What? Who the devil are you? Bill Standish at your service. I take it you are a stranger to the Tavern of Lost Souls. I am, and I shall make a point of not returning. Then we shall both be content. Kitty has one rule for the tavern, a rule that you have already broken. Oh, what's that? That its clientele should drink like gentlemen. I am a gentleman, sir, by birth. But not by inclination. You guzzle your wine like a fat sow. By gad, sir! You dribble your wine over your lace like a blubbering child. But God And I... I should enjoy the privilege of running you through. Shall we meet at dawn? Okay. I am... Uh... No swordsman, sir. I then I... pistols, perhaps? Oh, his hands tremble, sir. They could never hold pistols, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> You've learned his lesson, Baron. You wish to leave, sir? Oh, uh, uh, yes, yes. But first, your apology, my friend. Kitty owns the Tavern of Lost Souls. She is no serving wench. No, oh, I don't want his apology. But apo he wishes to crave your pardon, Kitty. Uh, uh, yes, yes, uh, exactly. I, I had no idea. Good uh, night, my friend. I do have to leave now. Uh, uh, an appointment. Most important. Bow, if your sword would serve England as it serves me, why not? My dear Kitty, my sword serves one man. Bow Standish. It is to my advantage, too, that peace should prevail in the tavern. Good wine and peace go hand in hand. Your glass is empty now. And will remain so. I shall return before midnight, Kitty. I have one thing in common with our departed guest. An urgent appointment on the Dover Road. Oh, take care, Belle. Please take care. <laughs> Unless I take considerably more than that, I shall regard this as a most unprofitable night. Uncomfortable night, Margaret. Cold, wet. Why the devil we couldn't stay the night of that tavern we passed, I can't imagine. Father, you gave Dickens orders that we were to press on to Dover. Oh, that was in London. I wasn't so damn cold then. We have the package on time, that's all. Why couldn't Eric get me from his regiment in the summer? Perhaps because Napoleon was being difficult. Difficult? Has he ever been anything else? Blessed Corsican upstart, that's all he is. 
Where's the Leslie Gumption? He's driven him out of Spain months ago. As we British were driven out of America, Father. Marvelous. I'm tired of being reminded in the middle of every discussion that 20 years ago I was betrayed at Saratoga. My regiment could have fought on indefinitely. I know, Father. If it had been left to you, America would still be a British colony. Yeah, well, there's nothing to laugh about, Gell. Total disgrace, disgrace. Another thing, I... Stand and deliver! What the devil? Who are there? Sticking you! Who are you? Sticking! Sticking, what are we stop for? Well, Peters to stop a coach. Throw down that horse pistol, my friend, or I shall perforce shoot it out of your hand. Well, you best be on your way. This is the Earl of Crittenden's coach. Then I am indeed privileged. <laughs> Steady, lad. Steady, girl. The pistol. I'm waiting. Thank you. Come on, lad. The highwayman. And me here like a fool without a pistol. Dickens! Your Lordship, my compliments. And to you, Mark. Why? If you will descend, I'm sure we can terminate our business speedily and allow you to continue your journey. I have no intention of leaving the coach. Neither have I. It's too cold. As you wish. If you will hand me your gold, Your Lordship. No. We'll have to kill me to get it. Father. Well, if you lay a hand on my daughter, I'll hunt you down. I've had to leave the Bow Street runners myself. The prospect of such a chase excites my curiosity, but even highwaymen can appreciate beauty, ma'am. We are on our way to Dover to meet my brother, sir. A man who is risking his life in the service of his country, not in the pursuit of gold stolen from his betters. Ma'am, I had no idea. I have no desire to spoil the homecoming of such a hero. You may drive on, my friend. Well, you mean you're simply going to let us go? In the face of such beauty and such valor, what else should I do? Come, lass, we'll fly our trade elsewhere. <laughs> You would be wise to make all speed to Dover and break the return journey at the Tavern of Lost Souls. Au revoir, my friends. Au revoir. Well, I'll be... Father? Well, I will anywhere. Men may be scoundrels, but they act like a gentleman. Uh, did you get a close look at him, Margaret? I did not wish to. He could have killed us if he wanted to. Absolutely helpless we were. Couldn't do a thing to stop him if he had a mind to it. Amazing. Are we going to sit here all night, Dickens? You said I was dismissed, your lordship. Oh, no, not here, you fool. Oh, halfway to Dover. All right, I'll give you another chance. But next time, shoot, and then whip up the orphans. I'll get to Dover before I freeze the nest. pocket where it hurts most. The most unrewarding night to work, Kitty. Except for... Oh, but never mind. I think you would have visitors to stay the night, Kitty. Three of them. Four with the coachman. Well, what happened, Bill? I stopped a coach and made the acquaintance of the Earl of Twissenden. And he had no purse? I don't know. I let him go. You let him go? But why? Why take such risks for nothing? My dearest Kitty, the Earl has a most charming daughter. Haughty, delightful... And very beautiful. She has red hair, no doubt. It was dark. Uh, the night, I mean. Her hair gleamed in the half-light. Yes, it was red. And you told him to stay here? 
I did. Even this tavern cannot exist without custom. Oh, Bo. There's enough here for both of us. We could live well if you'd help me with the trade. I'd, uh, I should die of boredom within a week. You'll die kicking your heels for the merriment of the mob if you persist. <laughs> At Tyburn, no doubt, or perhaps they'll hang me from a gibbet on the Dover Road as a warning to Cullies like me. I hope their coach makes good time on the return journey. Because of her? Hmm. <laughs> no, dear Kitty, because of my pocket. Oh. I have a feeling that the Earl of Twissenden will play up cards tonight. And my night's work will be worthwhile. After all. More wine, your lordship? Oh, thank you, I need it. Um, Standish, you say your name is, huh? Yes, your lordship. Standish, Standish, I don't know the name, but I have a feeling we've met somewhere before. Have we? I doubt it, Your Lordship. Well? Thank you, Kitty. I believe it's your turn to play, sir. What? Oh, yes. Oh, I don't seem to have anything worthwhile in this hand. Hope you've got something, Eric. Family honor's got to be retrieved somehow. Nothing, Father. Then I would say that the center is mine, gentlemen. I must say you're a wizard with the cards, Standish. I've lost a fortune tonight. Wizards are full of tricks, are they not, Standish? The swiftness of the hand that deceives the eye. Eric, really? Does it not strike you as odd, Father, that ill luck with the card should follow us so painstakingly? Fighting the French seems to have loosened your son's tongue, Your Lordship. Or is it that His Majesty's forces have tasted defeat once too often? You're a cheat, Standish. A cheat and a liar. Kitty, where is Lord Twissenden's room? On the first floor, number 13. An unlucky number, Your Lordship. My second will call on you. You own a rapier, I presume? I do. Then we shall settle for swords. Oh, I just stand it. The, the, the boy's overwrought here. Surely we can come to some arrangement. By all means, Lord Twissenden. I presume you will second your son. Um, yes, but, but I... I regret that you will be present at his death. Good night, Your Lordship. Come in. Your Ladyship. I am not here by choice, Mr. Standish. Then why? I have come to plead for my brother's life. Your ladyship... I know who you are, Bo Standish. It was you who held us up at Pistol Point earlier tonight on the Dover Road. I have talked with Miss Kitty, and she tells me that you cannot kill him. You cannot. He has only to apologize before morning. Do you think he will do that? I rather hope so. I dislike rising at such an early hour. My father knows Eric was wrong. You did not cheat. There is always the possibility that your brother might kill me. I know everything about you. Your skill with a rapier. How many men have you killed, Bo Standish? The ones who used such words as cheat and liar. But if you were a gentleman... Oh, but I am not. I was born into the gutter, in Cheapside. My clothes are the finest that ill-gotten money can buy. My lace is imported from France. My sword was a gift from the great Sardini himself. My hose is imported from Spain. But even so, I am not a gentleman. You had a chance earlier tonight to rob me. Even kill me if you had wished. 
You did not do so then. I beg you, do not do so now. Do not rob me of my brother. Your hair is even more beautiful than I thought. Miss Kitty has told me of your prowess with... with a rapier. Could you not defend yourself and... And let your brother live? Lady Margaret, I... I hesitate to dwell upon the consequent blot upon my reputation. But live he shall. Now it is long past your bedtime, Lady Margaret. Go to your room. I give you my word that this is one affair of honor. I shall contrive to lose. Another visit with Joe and Daphne Forsythe. Ooh, ow, ouch, ooh. What's wrong, Joe? Daphne, have you been using my razor again? Just a little. I was peeling peaches. Oh, fine. Why didn't you change the blade? It feels like you've been sharpening pencils with this thing. Now, just a minute, buddy. It was you who said we could use more economy around here. And I've been saving wherever I can. And by shaving the skin off the peaches... But look at my face. Think how the Red Cross could have used all this blood. It's your own fault. You and your economy. Well, being penny conscious isn't such a bad idea. Not if you use common sense. Take savings bonds, for instance. Uh-uh. Here it comes. Go right ahead and scoff. But I got eight million Americans who agree with me. We all buy savings bonds on the payroll saving plans because we know that investing in bonds is the best way to use our money. We could use some of that money around here. Well, maybe, or maybe we just think we can. When we buy bonds, we guarantee we'll have the money in the future when we'll certainly need it more. Stop waving that razor. You're splattering me with soap. Well, I don't mean to get excited, but who wouldn't? Where else can a man make an investment that's guaranteed to pay off $4 for every three? And guaranteed by the credit of the whole U.S. of A. So there. Bravo! Bravo! All right, all right. Now let me change the blade and get back to shaving. I think I'll stay and watch. Why? Because you're so cute when you cut yourself. Oh, fine. I must warn you, gentlemen, that dueling has been outlawed in England. His Majesty has... If you ought to preside at this affair, then do so. I did not come here to talk. There are certain formalities that must I be... I have observed. no intention of retracting my accusation. In fact, Mr. President, I reiterate it. The gentleman I'm to fight is a cheat and a liar. Eric, you young fool. Father, I've made a number of inquiries about this gentleman since last night. He is, among other things, a common highwayman. Do you deny this standage? I dislike the word common. I regard myself as a most uncommon highwayman. By George, of course, you're the... I bitch. should like to examine your point, oh. gentlemen, please. Satisfactory. Thank you. You will remember that first blood decides the victor. Agreed? My adversary is going to spill rather a lot of blood, Mr. Preston. What a ghastly thought to entertain on such a lovely morning. Dr. Welbeck, will you come over here, please? Of course. Get it over quickly, Mr. President. I have an urgent case of shingles to attend. Yes. Uh, ready, gentlemen. Salute. En garde. Play. I thought the army favoured the Italian school, Lord Eric. Have at you. Relax your wrist, Lord Eric. Gently. 
Your fingers should caress the hilt. I am not in the cell now, Standish. I... I intend to kill you. Ah! Enough. First blood to his lordship. Doctor, will you attend Mr. Standish? Better scratch, Doctor. Let me see it. Roll up your sleeve. <laughs> the greatest duelist in England. As a bout, I find it very disappointing. Very good, boy. Our coach is waiting. I... A moment, Father. Uh, Shall we meet again, Standish? I shall kill you. Do you understand? It's nothing serious, Mr. Standish. A little blood, that's all. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, wait for me in the carriage, Eric. Standish, I should like to talk to you for a moment. We have nothing to discuss, Your Lordship. I, um, I saw you drop your point after Fenton's attack. Uh, it was almost as if you guided his sword into Gray's arm. I assure Your Lordship, you are wrong. I'm, and, uh, I'm deeply grateful to you, Standish. Very fond of me, son. The only heir. Deeply grateful. Margaret, I'm worried about your brother. Deeply worried. He is rather more pompous than usual since the Bow Standish affair, I admit. But no doubt you'll get over it. Uh, well, where is he now? where he spends every hour of the day at the great Sardini's fencing school. He's decided that having established such a reputation as a duelist overnight, Father, he can teach even Sardini. Bah, stupid young fool. He's paying for lessons from Sardini, but Eric contrives to make it sound as if the boot were on the other foot. I shall be infernally glad when the young idiot goes back to his regiment. Oh, I suppose I've spoiled him a great deal. Needed a mother's influence. Oh, we both spoiled him, darling. Uh, Margaret, uh, do you know who Bo Standish is? Yes, Father. Oh. I'll never understand why he let Eric defeat him. The first few moments of the duel, he made Eric look like a lumbering fool. Masterly, masterly. It's almost as if he wanted to lose the fight, lose it without coming to any great harm. Huh? He parried that thrust of Eric beautifully and then dropped his sword point just far enough to allow the boy to nick his arm. Uh, Margaret. Are you listening? Yes, Father. Well, 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 why the devil could he do that, eh? Uh, in one short night, Bo Standish holds us up at pistol point, refuses to take our gold, then contrives to save my son paying the penalty of his bad manners. I don't understand. No, I simply do not understand. I asked him to lose the duel. I see. You what? I went to his room after you and Eric had retired and begged him to allow Eric to defeat him. Do you realize what you've done, Gil? If anyone ever discovers the truth of the matter, I should be the laughing stock of London. Still, I'm, um, I'm glad you did it. Oh, perhaps I can make young Eric see how deucedly lucky he was. Oh, uh, there you are, Father. Margaret. Shall I ring for Martin? I think perhaps a glass of Madeira. I want to talk to you, Eric. Oh, please, Father, not now. I've had a most exhausting day. You know, Sardinia's quite good with the foil. Do you intend to spend your entire leave fencing? My leave? Oh, of course, I've got to tell you. I resign my commission. What? You did what? Resign my commission. And what, may I ask, you intend to do with yourself? Perhaps the tables play the tables, and, well, you know, the usual thing. After all, I have some little reputation to enjoy now. <laughs> I find the glamour that surrounds the man who defeated Bo Standish quite pleasant. Much more so than the winter mud of Spain. I, I say, something wrong. You, you, <coughs> you've resigned your commission. And you think the greatest fencing master in Europe is quite good with the foil? 
You intend to gamble. Is there anything else you intend? Yes, father. I intend to repair to my rooms and have Mossa bring me some Madeira. I may join you both to dinner. Come back here, you young but strapping conceited young popinjay. I'm afraid the time has come, Margaret, for Master Eddie to be taught a lesson he'll never forget. This time I shall visit Bo Sandish. This time I shall plead with him. I should like to make sure that my ears are not deceiving me. As I understand it, you wish me to challenge your son to a duel, is that right, sir? Quite right. Mm. You wish me to defeat him? I do. But he is not to be more than scratched, at most disarmed. Um, correct. I see. May I ask why? Because ever since you fought him, he's been more arrogant than ever. Well, I know perfectly well that you allowed him to defeat you, Sandish. I knew it at the time. And since then, Margaret has told me that she... Well, she told me. At the risk of offending you, sir... How is it that such a paragon should possess such an obnoxious brother? I don't know. Wish I did. Hmm. I don't want him hurt, though. Not, not physically, Sandish. Exactly. Yeah. I understand. Is everything all right, though? Dearest Kitty, everything is well. Well, just come to the door and yell when you want some more wine. May I ask you a question, though? Oh, I, I presume I may call you both. Of course. Not is it? How did this tavern get its name, the Tavern of Lost Souls? I christened it. Really? When Mistress Kitty's parents died, they left her the tavern. Mm. I was passing one night on my way to a meeting, such as our first, and stopped for refreshment. The parlour was full of men in their cups, and amongst them stood Kitty with a flagon of wine held high above her head as she fought to disengage herself from the arms of a drunken sot. Stabby. It was like a scene from the inferno, my lord. The firelight, the candles... And the tankard spilled on the tables. Well, then, isn't it time it was christened again? I think not. Mm. There's no more famous or quieter tavern now between here and the coast. Bo, will you do me this favor? In regard to my son? On certain conditions, sir. Oh. First, that you and Lady Margaret attend the duel. Secondly, that Sardini himself shall preside. Sardini? Yes, I spent five years in Spain under the guidance of Sardini. I owe my skill with a sword to the maestro. It is fitting that he should be there. This time, I promise you will not escape so lightly, Standish. I'm glad to have this opportunity of demonstrating something that you seem to have found hard to believe, Sardini. Your gladness is no greater than my own, sir. You have met my opponent, I trust? We have met, yes. Your seconds are ready? Oh, quite, quite ready, Maestro. Yes. And you, Senor Standish? Of course, Maestro. You will attend, Doctor? I am ready. Then, gentlemen, let us commence. Salute. On guard. Play. There's no hurry. We have time to play. Was that shirt made in Spain, sir? It was. I dislike the cut. Allow me to improve the styling. Why, you... <laughs> I'll kill you for that. I'll... With or without your sword, your lordship. Sheer luck. I lost my grip. And pick up your sword and try again, sir. You will retire while he does so, Senor Standish. 
Back three places, if you please. Of course, master. Your sword, little man. Thank you, father. On guard, Standish. Defend yourself. Your cravat is abominable, your lordship. Abominable! <laughs> At least you will now find it easier to breathe. It will not be long before you cannot breathe at all, Standish. A blade should dance, my friend, like this and this. Your cut position is low, your lordship. You do low, your lordship, allowing me to thrust like so. Oh. Enough. Doctor, you will attend him. At once, maestro. My boy, are you all right, sir? Eric, are you hurt? Get away from me. Get away. Leave me alone. Thank you, Standish. Thank you. Hmm. I have no doubt that I will return to his regiment. And um, that, uh, that purse you requested on the Dover Road is yours. Hmm. I shall send it to the Tavern of Lost Souls. Thank you, sir. I'd better go and attend the boy. I think he'll need me now. Bo? Bo, why did you want me here? To say goodbye. What else? Goodbye? But I thought... It really is the loveliest town. Don't joke with me now, please. Not now, Pope. Joke? That I would never do. Not with you. Goodbye, Lady Margaret. Are you coming, Margaret? But, though, I thought... I mean... A highwayman? Why, Margaret. Goodbye, both You have remembered your lessons well, Senor Sendish. Thank you, Master. I am glad that my belief in you was worthwhile. Yes, Senor. Very graceful for an Englishman. Quite remarkable. The severing of his cravat, the saber movement with which you cut his shirt, your pub, and your defense, your parries. Quite good. But that final thrust, the lunge, that Senor Standish was disgusting. Artificial limbs, hearing aids, glasses. Uh, pardon me, sir. Uh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going over the list of things a dependent can't get from a uniformed services medical facility. Is it a big list? Oh, no, no. It's mainly things that dependents can get on their own. Oh. Well, what else is on the list? Well, you can't get domiciliary care. Uh, that's uh, care like at a nursing home, you know. And you can't get care for chronic diseases and nervous disorders. And, uh, uh, uh oh, that's too bad. What? Well, uh, care that is not essential, like plastic surgery to improve the appearance. That's bad? You should see my wife. To learn about care for your dependents, read the pamphlet Dependents Medical Care Program. Her face does look like an emergency, though. <laughs> Be listening for another mounting drama when we again present The Eleventh Hour.